What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I am Jake, joined by Matt, Cole, Aaron, and Adam. And today we have, I would actually call this kind of a normal episode, realistically. Well, I, let's I see if we can change. <laughs> I mean, Give it time. We're challenging. I kind of, I kind of wanted you to start this podcast now with Florida Man. And <laughs> why is there not a superhero called Florida Man? Let's discuss. Oh, my God. <laughs> not in, he's not in the MCU. And there goes the neighborhood. No extended universe. <laughs> but no the DC universe. universe might have him. Uh, That's true. He would fit in very well with the DC tell universe me. in their shit I mean, show. Honestly, though, tell me you wouldn't watch a Florida Man movie. Or I would not watch a Florida like, Man movie. I mean, movie. technically, didn't like we Archer get a Florida Ride. Man movie last year? Isn't Joe Dirt was- technically oh. a Florida Man movie? You know, I think no, so. No, isn't the one where Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> just high in Miami the whole time? That-, <laughs> that counts. Counts. Also, Isn't a Florida, that man, Florida movie. man movie because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's half the guys on these dating apps. Bad boys. Uh, yes, that describes living off their last girlfriend and smoking weed in their underwear all day. That Tiger describes King. half of Miami for sure. <laughs> oh, no. Tiger King is definitely a Florida man miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> I think Florida you man guys think, <laughs> I think y'all think that Florida is way more redneck than it really is. Oh, no, 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 just Florida man. Just Florida man. Florida, Jake. There <laughs> no, are plenty of rednecks down here. I must say, until you get more up into like the northern panhandle part of the state. Yeah, then... the Floribama Shore. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly Florida right. Floribama Shore. <laughs> the next oh series gosh. brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> no, that's already a show, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, it shouldn't be if it is. Anywho, let's get back on track before we offend more we, people. We want to claim credit for it before it becomes a thing. Mm. I mean, well, we, just, I mean full disclosure, tonight. three of us currently live in Florida, so these jokes are all very tongue-in-cheek. It's true. <laughs> I've only lived in Chicago. Sorry. Anyway, we've rails. now tuned every single viewer or listener. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, they're gone. They, they thought this was an entertainment podcast, and they jumped on and they went, "What the fuck?" And, and they now are gone. entertained. <laughs> All right. So to um, movies, there was a movie movies. that released this weekend. There was, and it's and it's in my favorite genre. It's in the horror. One of my favorite genres. It's in the yes. horror movie genre. Uh, the Conjuring Three came out arguably the best horror movie series out there arguably but i think at least three of us probably watched the movie um, no i watched it i watched, ooh, it. Cole watched it too yeah. i wasn't sure if cole was gonna watch I, I, it or not i knew you wouldn't adam didn't it's because you're a chicken shit about scary movies <laughs> anyway. not my cup of tea <laughs> it's not a your cup of tea not my cup of tea oh that's because never mind anyway what did we no think of the movie <laughs> we've spent our tangent quota uh, insert so middle finger the conjuring movies are like my favorite subgenre of horror uh which is like demonic possession uh exorcism it's like all that kind of stuff i think it's so so creepy love it mm-hmm. love watching those movies uh i enjoyed i enjoyed the conjuring three uh yes. i don't think it was i think the first movie is still the best in the series um I really like the second one, to be honest, though. I think the second one is actually scarier. I think the first one is a better movie. I think the second one is actually scarier, creepier. See, I fully disagree, but that's also because I am much more afraid of kid ghosts than I am old man ghosts. They're like, oh, there's an old man haunting the house. I went, okay. <laughs> he makes her fall asleep and hit the floor, okay? <laughs> if you wake up and see a kid, though, you're done. Like, <laughs> right, literally, like that. So, and, like, I am out of that house lady. right now. That is factual. <laughs> I feel the exact same way about puppets. 
puppet styles oh. like Annabelle. This is why well, listen, creepy Annabelle as fuck. terrifies me. Yep. And mm-hmm. listen, this is Aaron and I were just talking. This is why I think clowns are so creepy. Because if you run into a clown basically anywhere that's not a circus, what the fuck is it doing there? Why is it a clown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't belong. Point. They don't that belong. That is a good point. <laughs> if there's a nun standing in your living room at three o'clock in the morning, something else is also wrong. They're not supposed to be there then. What if you live in an Abbey? I was going to say, you either live in an abbey, you're haunted, or there's a very serious intervention going on. Right. I was like, it's it's very serious. Thing. Like, if you see a clown at a circus, not a big deal. If you see a nun in an abbey, not a big deal. If you see a nun in your living room at 3 a.m. It's always at 3 a.m. Yes, that's true. She's probably getting shot. If I see anything in my living room at 3 a.m., I'm probably a little concerned, honestly. <laughs> Outside of like, even, yeah, even like people that live in your own house, like, depends on what they're doing in the living room, I suppose, if they live there. If they're just kind of like standing in the middle of the room, yeah, that gives me some paranormal activity vibes. Anywho, back to The Conjuring 3. <laughs> Cole, what did you think? Um, as one that's never seen any of The Conjuring movies, and so I debated on, yeah, again, I, we've had this discussion. I'm not a huge like horror. But you decided to watch this true. one before you watch the other ones? Well, we were going to talk about it. And so, and then, and, <laughs> I, applaud, and then I, I applaud your I did a little to... research on it on uh the the two main characters and i was like oh i've seen those on the those guys on the ghost hunting shows i'm like mm-hmm. oh i kind of want they, they always talk about these crazy things that have happened to them and then when i saw the trailer they're like based on a true story for you know and i was like okay well if that's what the conjuring's about i kind of probably gonna enjoy these because i enjoy ghost hunting shows and things like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, i'm gonna watch the first two uh i have to go back and watch them but um for yeah i I thought it was done really well. And and I thought to myself at the end of it, like, if this is really what happened, there's a whole lot of things we got to talk about. In life, so. <laughs> I mean, based on a truce, like, yeah, yeah. Although yes. one of the things that all, all three of the Conjuring movies do is at the end of the movie, they have like a, like actual recording oh, of like something that happened in mm-hmm. the movie and like the actual photos. And yeah, it gives me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I, it didn't hit me like paranormal activity or something like that, or uh, like a Freddy versus Jason type thing. <laughs> I felt like it was, uh, it didn't get me. I didn't jump once, which I was surprised because mm. there were a bunch of spots where it could have happened. But um, mm-hmm. I think oh, I was I just a times. into the story itself. The problem is, is I feel them coming. They, they do too much of a long pause and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to come. Somebody stares into the dark for just a little too long. or like something's in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's gonna be a hand, like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That I will say, Cole, to that point though, Conjuring does a good job of misdirection on that, where you think it's gonna come from one place and it comes from another. Like that is one of their calling cards, which, and I still have it. Like I can catch on to it, like as I'm watching. I'm like, oh, of course, I should have known they were gonna do it. They they're never that obvious with their jump scares. <laughs> like you right. know it's coming, but it's not from the spot you expect. On the same point though, I thought this one was honestly the least scary of the three Conjuring movies so far but by far the most like suspenseful thriller-esque of the three. Um, there wasn't anything that I found like the second one, like I said, I think is like the creepiest. The first one I think is the most well done and like just horror, like scariness. This one would just seemed like the most, it was like a detective-esque show where they were trying to track down everything and it really kept you mm. on the edge and to your point, really into the story versus mm-hmm being so terrified that you're like oh my god I'm, I'm like petrified to even like keep watching type of thing well and it is an interesting question to ask i mean ed warren's character the character ed warren says it in the movie like 
I've never had to prove a demonic possession after the fact. Like I've never had to be like, oh, this happened three weeks ago. Believe me, because like, <laughs> and especially since it happened, you know, they weren't. It wasn't the one that they were there for. They weren't there like trying to get rid of the demon. This happened elsewhere, and then they heard about it. We're trying to solve it remotely. Um, and I just think that is like an interesting, even from like any crime standpoint, like it's like picking up a cold case with zero backstory and like no investigation prior, it's just like a crime happened. And then six years later, you're trying to start solving it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it was just an interesting, mm-hmm. uh, like point to make that I think that they did well. The, the point that stuck with me that Bailey asked as we were watching it and all of like the, the witchcrafty side of things, she's like, do people actually do that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's probably people out there that try to do that. Whether it works or not is beside the point, but there are people yeah. that definitely attempt to do that. I mean, this is you based on a true watch... story, so clearly it works. And you should watch the Sons <laughs> of Sam clearly it works. documentary because that it touches on that too. Like they were uh, they were looking into satanic satanic cults and that, and it's like a lot more widespread than people know about. Yeah, I wonder if we're heading back into like into a resurgence of like witchcraft and Satanism in horror right now because that's a it's a coinc- weird coincidence that those two things came out within like a month of each other. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's also it's cyclical. Oh yeah, I mean horror yeah. as a genre is absolutely like. I mean, look at all the zombie movies we got for like ten years in the two mm-hmm. thousands. <laughs> well and then in the The, 90s you had all your slashers like you had all the halloweens and jason and friday the 13th that was the 80s 80s to 90s early i do have a discussion question for the people who saw the movie and that was uh, so as we were watching it at one point they just they explained like the curse affects three it it affects the innocent the lover and the man of faith Mm -hmm. and so we sort of had that like you had david and you had you know the the boy um arnie Mm-hmm. And then obviously mm-hmm. Ed was also affected. He counts as a man of faith. So I'm like, so where do the college girls fit in? I think they were actually they have to be the a lovers. Different part of a trio. And Arnie was I the innocent. So yeah. Okay. But then I think Arnie, why even I don't think Arnie fit. Arnie? Well, because Arnie become, had to do. Was he the do... innocent? Because he took it from David. So he was like, he was one of the three because of that. Maybe. I think because it what David's originally was supposed to be. Um, mm. Arnie taking it he took the spot because he said don't like leave him take me so he you know he becomes the the David even though he might not fit the character original but okay. the original thank you I was just, I was so curious I mean that was also as soon as those girls were in the woods together I leaned over to bat like lesbians, lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> so so that does make sense but I was just curious if we were going to get a spinoff of like more like a, almost like a prequel to this of like other things that which had been cursing in the meantime i, I was mean, just curious with this universe we probably will <laughs> she Can was awesome will. she was creepy oh super creepy except i didn't i mean except maybe if like the power of satan compelled her or whatever but i'm sitting there and i'm looking at <laughs> uh lorraine with this 90 pound soaking wet woman sitting on her like she was a very slender lady and I'm like, wasn't big. you can throw her off of you. Like, do anything. Like, she was just very Strength tiny. enhanced by magic. That's right. I guess, yeah. <laughs> she also had, so, me and Bailey were arguing for the longest time in the beginning of whether that was a man or a woman, because she had some mannish features, with, especially with yes. her hands. Her hands well, were very manly looking. And the age. Looked, like, the aggressive, like, the hollowness well, of the cheeks and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they were trying to, like, make you suspect that it was maybe the old priest who was doing everything. Yeah. 
Oh, I was definitely suspicious. I was like, ah, he is, he's creepy. I don't like this oh, guy. He was super first, creepy. first well, time I met him, I was like, nope, nope, nope. The guy that plays him, anytime he's in a, in a movie like that, he always plays some kind of creepy, sinister guy. He's just a creepy looking dude. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he has I, that. Clown I think he's smile. great. He's got that clown smile. He has smile. those high, he has those high cheekbones and a really wide smile that turns up super high. You see it at one point in the movie. He like looks over a candle and smiles up at her, and it's supposed to be like welcoming. And I went, nope. <laughs> wants to murder you wants to murder well, he, was, he was in that fox show from back in the early 2000s called fringe and like any and yeah. that was the first time i had been his name is john noble first time i saw him was in that and i was like he's creepy as hell but i love him <laughs> and, then, and then he was uh the creepy king in lord of the rings he mm-hmm. was that too like he's just yeah. creepy huh creepy very well cast for a movie like oh that. yeah <laughs> yep he was huh didn't even put those two together. And Aaron, to be honest, never even thought of your question prior to you asking it. Like, never, <laughs> never hit me as I was watching the movie. I was like, I latched on. Whatever. Like, they come it in threes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so definitely well, worth watching according to the group so far. It seems like for anybody interested in that genre, like if you're interested yeah. in scary movies, worth the watch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's The Conjuring is a reliably well acted franchise too. Like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are both oh, really yeah, good. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, much sexier the versions cast is of all, the people they're playing <laughs> the supporting cast is always a lot of fun like i like that they made the uh they made ed and lorraine noticeably older in this in this movie too like they're actually oh, yeah. progressing their age very well uh throughout this throughout the timeline that they're established here there were several times when i noted to aaron like how like dowdy and mm-hmm. older she was looking in particular like, oh, even the just the like the gray in their oh, hair, hair. Mm-hmm. but they also like the way they had her styling it was very like even too very, old like, for her age and, at that age yeah. that she was playing it was very mm-hmm. matronly mm-hmm. absolutely all right what else we've we been watching uh, uh, well i i've been on like a horror kick this week uh i watched a uh, apparently an older movie on Netflix, but it was like number one recommended to me on my Netflix page last night. Okay. Uh, uh, Old movie watching the horror movie at night. It's a movie called Apostle. Um, mm, starring uh, Dan Stevens, who is uh, most famous for Downton Abbey and then uh, that FX show Legion a couple of years and ago. And being mm-hmm. handsome. He's famous for being handsome as well. <laughs> that too. Um, but he plays a uh the son of this wealthy family who had been like missing for years assumed dead comes home finds out his sister uh has been taken by this cult who is demanding a ransom from his father um that got convoluted very quickly (laughs) yeah uh it's much it's much less convoluted in the movie no i just loved how you explained it that one one and a half sentences that was great (laughs) Uh, but so the movie is about him going to uh, this island that this cult has taken over um, to see if he can find his sister and bring her home. And play uh, the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but while he's there, super creepy, super disturbing things start happening. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so the first, like, hour of the movie, um, it's a little over two hours long, uh, is, like, pretty slow... Like he comes to this island and is like pretending to be a new like cultist inductee, um, like secretly trying to like look around and investigate things and like not that much is really going on. Like there's this young couple that he sees running off to make out in the woods and things like that. Um, but then like 
there's a point there's a point like an hour into the movie where something happens and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who might watch this movie still but it, like uh, switch but I audibly was like oh what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> And from there, it was just like, okay, it's on now. We're just going to do a bunch of really uh, creepy, disturbing things. And you're going to feel real weird for the next hour. <laughs> okay, so the movie took a full 180 on you. So it just started out in a normal direction, then flipped back on itself. It's like, nope, we're done yeah, with that direction. I mean, uh, yeah, there were uh, nature goddesses. There were murders. There were, it gets a, uh, but it was, a, it was a, it Sounds was a wild trip. Uh are you sure you weren't tripping while you're watching it i was not (laughs) now i kind of want to watch it just to figure out how they tie in nature goddesses like abducted heiresses like i want to know the train of thought there it uh it also stars um michael sheen oh i love him i'm thinking of the right sheen i think yeah michael sheen love him uh as the like cult leader so that's fun ways to get Aaron to join a cult I will I will <laughs> stick on the on the horror binge I actually went into Netflix too and I was watching something older that I had started a couple of years ago when it first came out and then kind of got away from it uh I, I was watching season two of Castlevania uh because they mm. just released the final season on Netflix here recently and so there's four seasons of the show it essentially it starts out and because this isn't going to give any spoilers away it starts out with Dracula uh it's based off the video game series too. So if you've ever played any of the video games, Castlevania, you'd know essentially what the story is. But Dracula uh, falls in love with a human uh, and the church decides that because she's practicing science that it's witchcraft kills her, Dracula decides that he's going to murder the entire planet as his revenge. Um, okay. And so, so then we follow these, our three main characters, uh, Trevor Belmont, the speaker girl whose name I don't remember and I feel bad about it because she's cool Saifa and uh Dracula's son Alucard and so they end up trying to stop him and unbeknownst to me I didn't expect the show to go this way by season two they do in season two like they've stopped him (laughs) and so now and so now yep that's like the only spoil I'll give you like I'm not gonna tell you how they stop him or anything like that but they have got him to stop and now from season three, I don't really know the direction we're going. Um, I have a slight idea, but it's going to be a completely uncharted territory from what I was expecting the whole show to be about. I expected it to be all the way up to like season four, final like boss fight against Dracula kind of thing. And nope, that's over already. So <laughs> it's a it's a really well done show. It is an anime, or I guess it's technically not an anime because animes I think have to be created in Japan. It is anime styled cartoon. Style. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, really well done. Uh, and Bill Nye's in it, of course, because he's in everything that's vampire related. I thought so, you naturally. said Bill Nye for a second, like the science like guy. The and science I was like, that's guy. a weird choice. Nye. Nye. Who has like one of the most distinguishable voices, and I just love hearing him talk. So very happy that he showed up in season three, or yeah, the very beginning of season three now that I started. Well, I'll chime in um, with, so Matt and I finished Hannibal last week. We were rushing because I never actually finished season three. And it's a great show. Matt had to like just started season two. He was like, I'll, re- I'll rewatch it with you because I can't really remember. Like I remembered about the halfway season break. I think it's And it I was stopped. being removed from Leaving Netflix, Netflix on, Friday. on Friday. That's why we had to so rush. we had to like uh, power through season three. Oh, yeah. That's a great show. Um, can't so believe it was on cable that. TV. Oh, I, no, I absolutely I can't still believe can't believe it was on cable TV. 
<laughs> like that it ma- aired on a regular network. Like, Unbelievable still. Yeah, like, those crime scenes are, they're a work of art, but they're like brutal, brutally gruesome. <laughs> so since we've talked about that before, um, I will continue on our Rude. horror genre. It's not something I watched this week, but it is something I watched recently. And I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. And it, it's called Delirium with Topher Grace in it. It's on Netflix. Um, and it was one of those ones where, so the premise is that uh, a man recently released from a mental hospital inherit his parents die around the same time he's being released from the hospital and he inherits the mansion so he's like he's under house arrest for the time being while they like are pending something because he like had a psychotic break that was criminal and that's what put him in the mental hospital so he's under house arrest in this giant mansion he hasn't been in since he was a kid and like he essentially while trying to navigate using alcohol with medication that's not supposed to have alcohol used with it and balancing out his mental illness (laughs) alone in this house isolated um he has a hard time starting to decide what's real or not real it feels like things are moving he discovers some freaky crap in the house so it uh, definitely one of those ones that kept me guessing and I wasn't sure where it was going it was definitely more of like a b movie like it wasn't like this was not going to be a blockbuster at any point but it's well acted it's interesting and it's compelling so if you need something horror-ish to watch and you want something a little bit not mainstream. And a little less around. disturbing, it sounds like, than that's. Mm, I'm going to leave it with sort of. Okay. <laughs> it, gets, it gets pretty dark. So okay. Apostle, I would put it in a similar vein to like Midsummer, Like, uh, I don't like those kind of movies. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's a very similar movie to that. If you're into that genre, which I am, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, what about you, Cole? Um, so I watched two things, and none of them was horror. Besides, uh, Conjuring. <laughs> hey, I gave you, I gave you credit for the for the Conjuring. Yeah, I know you, Adam, um, neither are uh, big horror buffs. I, I, yeah. Um. So on Friday night, uh, I was looking for something new on Netflix, and it was new to Netflix, but it is not a new movie. It's from 2010. Uh, it's called Flipped. Yeah, think and about that. That's 11 years old now. I'm quite aware. You know. <laughs> uh, this isn't no. new to watch. 2010 was like last watching. year. Yeah. Uh, so the story, actually, it's directed, written by uh, Rob, Rob Reiner, who did like Harry Met Sally. I love um, him. So yeah, it's, I knew once I saw the director, I was like, oh, I know what this is going to kind of be. So it's a rom-com about these two kids. Uh, the guy moves into the neighborhood and they have an immediate um, interaction and the girl, and they're like, at this point, they're like maybe seven or eight. The girl touches his hand and for her, it's love at first sight and all that. And she thinks it's like, this is going to be, this is the guy that I'm going to get my first kiss, all that. For him, it's the complete opposite. He's like, get off me. What are you doing? And so he's, he's seven or eight years old. Of course, that's what he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the way the movie follows and tracks is the entire time she feels one way, he feels the other way. And you see all these interactions between the two, but you get to hear both of their perspectives. So you'll watch it from, uh, you watch it, you watch it from Bryce's perspective and hear it from the guy perspective. And now at this point, they've like moved into sixth grade and seventh grade stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, she has this uh, she has this, she's weird. She or like, just not one of the, re- you know, like a regular popular kid type deal. And, um, she's quirky. and so Bryce, Bryce, yeah, quirky. And so Bryce will, uh, he'll hear his perspective of it. And he's one of the popular kids. 
of how this girl is just weird and her name is Julie and Julie does these things and it just makes it's just why does she do this what is that about her and then then you hear it from her perspective and she's just like Bryce is such a nice guy and uh, you know and so it's very interesting because eventually as you li listen and watch it roles flip things happen and roles flip where he becomes into her and goes against all the norm of his friends and stuff oh, but no. uh, then she hates him so and you Aww. know but it's a rom-com so but you they're gonna end up to together yep mm -hmm. yeah um it's actually Boilers. a pretty interesting concept of seeing kind of probably a cheap concept too because you don't have to do as much uh production because you can play the same thing over and over but hearing the different perspectives of the same interactions and things like that i've never mm. heard that in in a, in a even a, a rom-com or any other movie where you're getting both perspectives from the same thing and then seeing how they coincide or do not coincide together so it was good i i wouldn't say it's like a must watch but if you're looking for a fun romantic comedy you know with yeah, yeah. if you're looking to watch the next rob reiner film it's a pretty good one um, and I wouldn't say next. I would say from ten years ago. But <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that he, uh, even back then, ten years ago, he was he. There's that that the the female character you described there actually has like a Hollywood trope. Oh, it's a hundred percent Hollywood trope. The whole like, but there's a word for it now because it's become so popular in writing these romantic leads for females. Uh, Is it called the "She's All That" phenomenon? <laughs> it's like not. That. Well, that's it's got a thing. much shorter so they, name than that, but it's a thing. They make the girl like everyone. Um, everyone thinks she's ugly and weird and stuff, and you're like, "Well, look at her," and you're like, "And then she takes her glasses off." Yeah, and then she takes her glasses off. She puts on makeup and stops wearing overalls. That's exactly right. But takes her glasses off, puts her ponytail down, and all of a sudden she's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> hashtag uh, so that blow was the up. first one. Hashtag blow up. Uh, the next Jesus. one we watched, we watched it tonight at dinner, um, and I'm only two episodes, uh, almost two episodes in, and it, it came out three days ago, so it's pretty new. Uh, it is a TV show on Netflix called Sweet Tooth. Ooh, oh yeah, that yeah. the kid with the antlers. Hell. So it is definitely in a fantasy world. It's post <laughs> it weird enough. It's post apocalyptic with a virus that kills a bunch of people. You learned that in the first episode, like so that. not giving. Yeah, it was in the trailer too. It was in yeah. the trailer as they were showing all mm -hmm. the weird images of babies that are half hybrid things. With beaks and mm -hmm. wings. So the hybrid babies come when the virus happens, and so this is back and forth of did the virus call the cause the hybrids? Because all kids after the virus are hybrids now, or did mm. or were the hybrids there and they caused the virus? So that's the big one of the big tensions. Um, but you're following are they this to blame kid. or are they the victims? Interesting. Exactly. And then they get discriminated against, and that's one of the main what? Main... what? Wait, they get discriminated no against way. for looking different? No, no. no. For people, a lot of people think they cause the virus. Oh, that's true. Uh, you too. guys are being yeah, sarcastic. All right, I'm not catching it over their head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's it's interesting because like right now it has so much to set up. There's like right now it's setting up three different stories in the first two episodes and some of them haven't even connected yet. So I can't tell you that I'm like, oh, it's so good. Cause it, I don't know, I don't know, I'm two episodes in. Um, it is, for not lack of a, it is very interesting and it has caught my attention and I'm probably gonna finish the first season. Cause I, I don't think I've 
watched anything as weird as this. Mm. I'm gonna say Cole, it ties, the first episode. It Go ties ahead. right into what we're gonna talk about on Friday's podcast of like the creativity okay. of Hollywood or lack thereof. Uh, mm. it sounds like you're you finally found one that was to your point weird, but different and not bad. I asked my wife after the first episode, do you like it? Do you hate it? Is it weird? Is it weird good? Is it weird bad? And she goes, it's just weird. <laughs> that's right. that's how my wife it. describes me too. So <laughs> I think I'm going to wait for you to report back on the full series because I'm not sure about this. You were also I'm, super freaked out by the images of the kids that were watching the preview. I mean, he goes, nope, don't like that. I don't like don't it. Like that. I will like, tell you. Baby I with mean, the beak, he was like, no. <laughs> seeing babies in full makeup that look half bird or half lizard or Porcupine. half armadillo, I'm like, what is going on right now? Who who let their child sit for this? But right. Or are they an- animatronic? Who knows? But uh, CG. No, I, I straight CG, CG babies. probably. Yeah. <laughs> So far, I think it's pretty good. It's got my attention, but I can't tell you if it's like a must watch yet. There's just so many things that need to be answered. I will say, I think the cinematography is great. And the makeup so far has been pretty good. Like even the the main character. And you can't stop uh, watching. So apparently. And Will Forte (laughs) makes an appearance. Oh. I do like Will Forte. Yeah. Adam, you check anything new this week? No. <laughs> no. And so I added him. I think he's just been sitting back texting on his phone this his whole time. Defeat, his scroll, defeated. He's just scrolling no. Facebook back there. Oh, just, just totally calling him out. Nope. I'm, and I was playing uh, Candy Crush. Mortgage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he had uh, a y'all whole. Y'all are talking about movies that I don't care about. Like wow, horror the horror genre like, like that's a so turn off for me. Not only did we lose all the listeners at the beginning of the podcast, we lost Adam somewhere in the middle we lost, too. Lost <laughs> I'm listening. Like the movie sounds super weird, Cole. <laughs> Which one? I'm, it's a TV, TV show. show. It's oh, a TV, it's a TV show. show. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's got eight it episodes, sick. and they're an hour long. I'm very interested to see how they make this an eight-hour TV show. Yeah. No, I have not done any TV watching lately. Jake, All right. About you? Uh, mine was Castlevania. That's a, oh, that's that was right. a TV that's show. Right. Oh, actually, I watched one more thing. Uh, go for it. I started. There's not a whole lot of news this week. So. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Cole's thunder a little bit. I started a new Apple TV Plus series this oh. week. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Cole's just happy. He's, there's another viewer on Apple TV Plus now. What, what, I want to know what you watched. Uh, so it just came. It just premiered this week. Uh, it's called Lisey's Story. Oh, I, uh, it's a Stephen King novel. It is based on a Stephen King novel, uh, which he has said is his favorite thing he ever wrote. So that's interesting. Oh, he, he took direct control of the screenplay too because he felt he had to. From I was reading, I was reading an interview about it where he said he didn't want to give up creative control of the screenplay because he thought the story deserved his attention. Oh, to, or something to that extent. <laughs> Which we'll see whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing because Stephen King can be a little uneven sometimes. But. <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, no, but so it stars uh, Julianne Moore uh, as the wife of this really famous author uh, played by Clive Owen, um, who, uh, as of the beginning of the show, is dead. Um, in uh, what we've what in the first episode, you see some flashbacks to look appeared look like appears to be a pretty tragic event uh, where he was attacked at like a some event he was at. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but so it start, it's following her as she like begins to go through his things and like sort through his like leftover writings. And she finds uh, this note um, that essentially like is like clue number one and is like some cryptic little clue. Uh, so, but it's apparently a thing that her and her husband did was like these really cryptic scavenger hunts. So he's sending her on some sort of scavenger hunt. Uh, there's some very weird things already happening in the first episode. Um, Naturally, it's a Stephen King series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not expecting a little bit of weirdness, I don't know what you're doing here. Um, <laughs> I do not, after watching the first episode, have a real sense of where this show is going, and I have not read the book, so I have no uh, no gauge on that, but I'm intrigued by it. Uh, it it's very... Uh, it's a very cerebral show. Like, it's very, like quiet and contemplative and mm. it's interesting like i said i'm intrigued by it i've only watched the first episode there's only two of them out so far uh so julianne moore plays a, that kind of character very well though of yeah like a smart quiet detective-y type of individual sort of haunted yeah so, sort of yeah. haunted yes yeah complicated yes complicated women yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome so I, I must say I've been I've been looking at that one because the uh, the HBO Max series that they did from his from one of his novels turned out so good that and the, Apple's the got as much one? yeah and Apple TV has as much money as anybody to put good content together so I have high expectations um, but cool I might have checked that one out Cole's yeah, got I me mean, watching Apple TV Plus so I'll report back as I watch more sure. episodes at some point and let you know how it's doing but I'm definitely intrigued after watching the premiere so. All right, I have a question then leading off of that. How intrigued is everybody about the iCarly reboot that's happening here? Negative 50, 100 million percent. Boo, hissed, <laughs> why? I would rather watch Hillary Duff come back and have a shit show on screen. Uh, yeah, I'd rather watch the Lizzie McGuire reboot for sure. Can we AJ bring back Wizards of Waverly Place before this? I didn't watch either, but I feel like it was a better show. Wait, what show? Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'd rather see Selena Gomez, I guess. I don't know. She seems like a better There it actress. is. <laughs> I do like Selena uh, Gomez more than Miranda Cosgrove. But. I mean, Jake, I feel like you are the only one of us who was of the right age to be really mm-hmm. watching iCarly. So how how do you feel about this? It was, I mean, it was a show that even when it was on, that wasn't at, it wasn't one of those shows that you were like eagerly looking for like the next episode or something like that. It was, it was one of those Nickelodeon shows that was, when it was on, you're like, oh, hey, that one's on. Like, I'll check out what episode it is. And if it was one of the funny episodes, you'd probably rewatch it. And if it wasn't, you'd probably skip over it and go like the Disney Channel or something. Uh, iCarly has a decently strong meme culture behind it, which just proves the power of the internet isn't always right. Um, and I think well, that's... and the brother had a lot of good one-liners. I think that he carried oh, the he's hilarious. part of the meme yes. culture is just him. Oh, come on. <laughs> the uh, what do you have? What do you have there with the ostrich in the elevator? Yeah, so funny. <laughs> that's Classic. a great meme. <laughs> straight classic me um and there's a couple other ones of like her looking at a computer and she's just like which nobody on the <laughs> podcast could hear what, my, what facial expression i was doing but if you're no memes you probably know what i just did anyway so no, that's from drake and josh actually the interesting one that's from drake is and it josh. Yep. is it all right see so not even not even there's as strong meme culture as i thought so uh, miranda cosgrove really has a strong meme presence that's what go. it is and that's what they brought back. Uh, I think it's going to be a one season hit and then it'll be gone again, personally. 
I don't think they're going to make it a full season. I'm calling mid-season cancellation. <laughs> Ooh, bold, bold. I mean, I have no idea what kids might be watching these days. I don't know if this is targeted at kids. I don't know if this is targeted at adults. Like, I don't know who the show is for. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. Uh, on the side of things that shouldn't crash and burn just based on the cast alone. Um, <laughs> I mean... I'm going to read out a list of, of a list of people in, in this movie that just got released today or not got released oh, yeah. today, but got released as a, a news article because Taylor Swift joined this cast that already includes Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Zoe Saladana, Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, Robert De Niro, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Andrea Riseborough, Matthias Schoenarts, and Alessandra Nivola. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of like those last two names, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that is basically a huge list of a list or at least b plus list stars <laughs> um yeah it's that, a wild well, cast we all know what happens when that many stars get together it usually you get love actually it turns off it turns bad <laughs> or I valentine's day either it's that either the, great or it's terrible valentine's day i about to say it's directed there by david no o russell i was I gonna say i'm uh, i'm the i'm confident in it because it's david o russell like is there anything about the plot yet like do we have There's any idea how these people are connected we just know that god and their zero mother idea about the plot movie. it's okay. some some variety of period film that's all yes. that they've said oh that is which it. also seems super weird but what, but i mean I'll period film could it. be the 70s it could be the 1870s like that's it could true. be the 2010s for all we know <laughs> it's period uh, i don't think we're at the t- at the point where we're calling the 2010s a period film Stop yet <laughs> hey we already talk about the early thousands as a thing, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like you could get away with calling your '90s movie a period film at this point. Like, <laughs> hey, you got kids turning uh, turning twenty one this year. Kids that are able to drink this year, Matt, that weren't even born back then. So, oh, that's what I'm saying. That one. Shudder. <laughs> I'll make everybody feel old here. Other than Thanks. that, though, uh, so <laughs> I was pumped about just seeing that. Uh, and then, because the internet, the reason I even saw it as news, uh, because usually movies that don't have plots don't get a whole lot of attention, is that Taylor Swift got added to the cast, as I mentioned. But that the internet was blowing up about why does Taylor Swift need to be acting? And she actually kind of like, and this is not in any way, way shape, or form to say I like LeBron James, uh, but kind of like his appearance in, I don't remember what movie it was, uh, her acting is not terrible. Uh, and so I don't think it's necessarily a bad choice. I mean, and I think she's not going to be a, it's not like she's going to be a major star as she's being let, added so late into the production. <laughs> maybe, she's singing, maybe she's singing one of her songs. What Very did possible. LeBron James act in that he wasn't playing LeBron yeah. James? He was playing himself, but it was. Yeah. Uh, right. So his... unless Taylor Swift is playing Taylor Swift, LeBron James only had to be himself on camera. Well, now so he has to try to be Michael Jordan in Space Jam. So no, mm, <laughs> different Space Jam. I yeah, mean, the worst, the worst version of Space Jam. I haven't even seen it yet. I think I'm the only thing I've seen Taylor Swift act in was the Cats movie, and <laughs> that's a <laughs> run, don't walk situation. But everybody sucked in. Yeah, I mean that's the true. entire movie sucked, so it's not like. <laughs> but that is a perfect example. It's a Cole's point and Adam's point of the the star-studded cast that just. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know that, that I would call that star-studded. I, there were a lot of that was star embroidered. Uh, Idris Elba was in that. Yeah, uh, Judy Dench, James Corden. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't names you see. That's what I mean. So, like, I'm not saying about names you wouldn't know, but I feel like hey. a lot more of the people on the list you just read off are like 
dramatic actors, whereas like James Corden doesn't count. J- um, stars are stars. Ian Rebel Wilson McKellen, only does like, really funny up. stuff. So she, you know, I just, I don't know. It's stars are stars. Doesn't doesn't matter if they're good or not. They're still stars. Stars are star. That's a whole other. That's got to be one of the next Friday night debates. Stars are stars. That they're all equal. <laughs> no way, bro. We uh, have whoa, award whoa. shows. <laughs> I'm not saying all equal either. But... Stars are anyway. stars. Just star, star, star power, star power. Just to update, I found uh, what looked to be some set photos from this movie, and I'm guess- guessing from the way people are dressed, this is like in 1920s, 1930s. Uh, oh, I'm more movie. intrigued. That would oh, fit in with the like great American Hustle. Oh, the great Gatsby. That would be a decent cast for that. That's my initial reaction to like the two set photos I just found. So, <laughs> If they're even Intriguing. real. Turn of the century. Anywho. If you've stuck with us so far, thank you for tuning in to at least past the first five minutes of this show. Wait, there's one more um, important piece of news we need to discuss. You're bringing it up really late in the process here, and I'm thinking that it's probably not that important. But no, it's great. It. Uh, the it's first Jensen. photos of Jensen Eccles in The Boys season three were released today, uh, which has finally prompted me. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start The Boys tonight because I love Jensen Eccles. Yeah, he, he's a good fit for that too. I'm interested to see what his character does on that show. But the voice is great. It is totally I'll gruesome. Say, I've been trying to give it to watch it for months, so I'm thrilled. Matt so, looks very different in the pictures because he has like a full beard. Nice. Uh, which is very not Dean Winchester. Not <laughs> Dean Winchester. Matt, to give you a preview of the boys, it's the same level of like gore as Invincible, but with actual oh, people. Yeah, I'm aware. I, okay. It, it's been on my list to start for a while. This is just what finally prompted me like, okay, I need to watch the show. Uh, I'd say it's a, they're actually kind of a similar premise too, but not quite. The Invincible is much yeah, more yeah. evil. There are superheroes. There are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think stable assholes. <laughs> my 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 description of the boys. Whenever anybody asks me about it, is always I think about it is the most realistic way of what could happen if superheroes could get owned by corporations. Yeah. If you can capitalize Which is superheroes. What would actually happen if if Nike were real? If Nike could own could create their own superhero? Or if Under Armour yeah. or Apple. Although Apple would probably create Omni Man, to be honest. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, thanks for tuning in to us. This has been a wild ride from start to finish. Um per usual. <laughs> let that be what it is to all of you, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, or hey, just if corporations could make superheroes, maybe one of them would make Florida Man. Tying it all together. <laughs> Oh there it is. Got, got our own connected universe over here not quite the marvel connected universe but we were close um if you haven't already make sure you like us on facebook instagram and twitter it's the best way to reach out to us if you have your own thoughts ideas opinions uh just overall comments about the craziness that happens on this show uh, if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast we appreciate the support and until next time enjoy the movies